Welcome to Pick LJ Podcast, your official Gilmer Chamber podcast. Join us as we dive into local businesses and events that make Gilmer County special. Now let's find out what's happening in LJ today. Everyone, welcome into the Pick LJ Podcast. I'm here with two new guests today. I've got Russ Ginger with Ginger Shack Farms, and then I also have Karen Moss. She's with Strings and Stitches Yarn Shop. Welcome in, both of you. Thank you. First, I want to talk to you, Russ. So tell me a bit about Ginger Shack Farms. So from what you told me before, it is kind of a short-term rental that you have a couple cabins on your own property. Is that right? That's correct. Well, my wife and I started a little homestead farm um, several years ago, and we've taken part of the property and we've built these um, cabins. There's five cabins kind of situated in a a cul-de-sac type of arrangement Each cabin is a two-bedroom cabin with kitchen, bathroom facilities, everything um, in each cabin. And we rent those out either individually or as a group for groups that like to come in. So that's um, why we call it Ginger Shack Farms. They come, it's uh, nestled into the the mountains up there with the stream and everything. But we also have um, some of the animals and stuff and and tours that we do of of uh, of the farm as well. So when you purchased the property, what was your original idea for it, or was this the original idea? It was sort of the original idea. When we purchased the property, we originally purchased the main home where we live right now. The property next to us become available, and we purchased that for the for the idea of, of starting this retreat um, piece of it. Um, and then um, we were able to purchase a couple other pieces um, there as well. But the the idea was to be able to do homesteading, do some of this farming stuff, but be able to have people come in and stay. Obviously, we promote very heavily Gilmer and Gilmer County, the businesses here, but we also like to be able to show them some of the farming techniques, the animals, the people like to come out, obviously, and, and see some of that. But um, they they also enjoy just kind of being back up in, in, in the mountains and everything. I think the distinguishing thing is my, my wife and I are there on site and we're able to meet our guests personally. We spent a lot of time around the campfire answering their questions about the county. And, you know, there's the there's the normal stuff. Where do I eat? Where do I go? But they also like to understand some of the, the history, the Appalachia history, history of the county, some of that stuff. So we get to we get to spend a lot of quality time with the guests and everything, talking to them and making it a very personal stay for them. Awesome. And when did you get started? We are now in our third year. We got started two years ago, um, just as we were trying to come out of COVID. Um, so we are actually um, certified as a, a hotel. We, we are a tourist accommodation. So because of when we built and everything else, we had to adhere to the the cleaning standards and everything that the hotels and everything right. uh, has at the, same, at the time, which is, you know, an advantage for us, but um, also was, you know, more strict on some of the stuff that, that we had to come up with. But um, in the long term, I think it's been what good for us. Okay. How large is the property? So the property um, is just over 26 acres altogether with everything on it. Um, like I say, there's the cabins, um, and they're on a, about a seven acre um, piece of land. The back half of it is the, the hillside, mountainside, and the front half of it is the, the creek there. But uh, all together, it's about 20, 26 acres plus. Nice. Beautiful. Okay. And Karen, let's get to you for a second. So how long have you had Strings and Stitches Yarn Shop? We've been in business 16 years in the same location in Spring Plaza. We're a full-scale specialty yarn shop, um, and we carry all weights and all blends of yarn, and we also do classes 
and teach both knit and crochet. And then we, four years ago, started the Georgia Mountain Needlearts Festival. So that's our contribution to the industry. And we collect vendors from all over the United States. I have one that comes from Mississippi and a couple from Florida area. And then the majority of them are Georgians, of course. So, But we've been there 16 years. Wow. Okay. So that's quite a long time. So you're a seasoned veteran in all this. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So why did you want to start a strings and, and yarn and crochet kind of shop? Why? What made you even want to do that? I have 18 years of corporate retail and 25 years as a nurse. Wow. Okay. Now, how did I get to those? Only the good Lord can tell you. <laughs> but because of that background, I had a health problem and had to quit nursing earlier than I intended on a full-time basis. So I had always dreamed of a small business, and this was my answer to that. I have a sister who's my partner, and I have a girlfriend who lives in Tennessee that helped us. And so we dreamed dreams and talked about it, and then finally it came to fruition, and we opened up in February of 2007 in the Spring Plaza. We've been in the same location the whole 16 years. So tell me just a second about those classes that you said that you offer. Um, how do people sign up for those kinds of classes? They can call us. Um, Russ has been working on the um, website, and we're going to get him to do a sign-up for classes on that website. Uh, but most people come into the shop, talk to us about it, and then you know we proceed. So All right. you've got three, three avenues, shop, phone, or the web now. Perfect. And we'll get that information from both of you here in a minute. But let's get to why we have you both here today. We're talking about the Georgia Mountain Needle Arts Festival. So it's going to be taking place uh, later this April. I believe you said the 21st through the 23rd, starting at the Gilmer Civic Center. Tell me a bit more about the Georgia Mountain Needle Arts Fest. How many years has it been going on now? Is this the first year? And what made you guys want to put it on? And what role do each of you have in this? This is the fourth year that we've, we have tried to put it on. COVID blew a hole for a couple of years, and what we did, we had to cancel our third annual. What got us started, Janice, my sister, and I were involved in what was called a spring fling in the Atlanta market. The, that market became so expensive for overhead rental that the organizers canceled and stopped planning it. So a lot of the vendors were friends of ours, and we started talking about it. And we told them we would put it on in LJ if they would be willing to come up here. And so we worked with Charlie Parrish um, and Kevin White at the Civic Center and figured out what we needed. They put in Wi-Fi for us, upgraded it, and that's where we started and that's where we're continuing. What our focus and desires are is to be a small festival, not something like SAF, which is the big um national one that's in Asheville, um, or Rhinebeck, which is a huge one that's up in New York State. So we're just a little regional. We are, This year we have about 14 or 15 vendors, um, and it gives us the opportunity for our business to supplement our income enough to pay the bills whenever our season goes down. Damn. We do have a seasonal business. Got to, as a small business owner, have cash flow, and that gives us that. So you said you're going to have a couple of vendors. What uh, what kinds of shops are we going to see? What kind of vendors are we going to see here? What are they going to be selling? Beaded goods, hand-painted yarns, 
uh, raw fiber, which we've got some vendors that take, they grow the animals, they shear the animals. Some of them dye them, some of them offer the natural, and that's for spinners and a lot of crafters that do unique things with um, raw fibers. Um, I have two yarn shops, one of us and another one uh, that offer our wares, and we put together kits. I have a, a great hand paint dyer who's from Mississippi, and she is bringing in a different category of goods this year that uh, is something like a needle punch, needle hook. Uh, row cooking. So we carry the whole gamut. The only thing we've not been able to get in is quilters okay. or cross-stitch. And that's because that industry is so down, not quilting, but cross-stitch and needlepoint. But there, we have some room to grow, not much. Uh, the second year we put it on, we were full and it was, we had over 900 attendees. Wow. Okay. Um, last year we had 500 coming back from COVID, mm -hmm. and then this year we're planning for 750. Nice. Okay. So would you say that this is for anybody who's wanting to get started, who wants to learn about it? Would you say it's for veterans or for everybody? It's for everybody. Um, I've got beginning knitters that are excited about coming and will come, and then I've got experienced veterans who are all the way up to advanced crocheting knitters. All right. Give me the uh, dates and times for this and the location for it. It's the Gilmer Civic Center on Old Highway 5 South. Um, it's going to be April the 21st through the 23rd. On Friday and Saturday, we're open 10 to 5. And on Sunday, we're open 10 to 4. All right. And lastly, uh, going back to Russ, give me a, a website and or a phone number for people to call or look up information so they can find you and rent a cabin. Ginger Shack Farms, ginger like the spice, shackfarms.com. And that's all, that's all of our information, plus all the booking uh, information that we have. Okay. And then for the festival, you can go to stringsandstitches.com, and there's an event page on there. You can see the kits that will be available, everything else that we're going to do. So um, we're hopeful that people come in, stay in the cabins, attend the festival, and I think it'll be a great weekend. Perfect. And um, Karen, if you'd give me the phone number that you mentioned earlier for your business as mm -hmm. well. 706-698-5648. All right, Ron, good to talk to you. It's always good to see you. Um, by the way, had a fantastic time at the uh, conference for the opening of the LJ Songwriters Festival the other night. It was a blast. It was good seeing a lot of people in person and uh, meeting a lot of people that we've had on the podcast throughout the year and actually seeing them in person. So that was a really fun time. Yeah, that was actually, like you mentioned, that was a really good night. Uh, Mark Miller and Wyatt and Adrian and Surrender Hill. We're very excited for uh, for all the artists and hopefully going to be one, you know, the first of uh, many years to come for events here in Gilmer County. That's what I'm saying, man. All right. So we got a couple little updates we want to mention. We are into April, which means a couple of things. First off, it means a new swag item for the month. And it goes hand-in-hand hand with the Wolfstock Festival that we're going to be having on Saturday, April 15th. We'll get to that in just a second. But what is the swag item this month, Ron? So in honor of Pet Month, uh, which complements Wolfstock, our swag item for April is going to be the collapsible dog bowls. So they're actually two pieces, one for the food, one for the water. And then also we have the dispensing uh, bags, you know, for, for picking up the litter for the dogs. 
All you have to do is like, you know, any of our swag items, come into the downtown welcome center or the visitor center, take a picture, use the hashtag pick LJ, and uh, you'll be able to get your swag item for the month of April. Awesome. And like we said, that goes hand in hand with the Wolf Stock Festival. That's going to be going on on Saturday, April 15th. What all can people look forward to during this? So this is going to be really exciting. So the Wolf Stock is actually going to be put on by Fogas, which is the Friends of Gilmer Animal Shelter. And uh, they do a wonderful job here in the community with the spay-neuter program. They do the immunizations, the vaccinations for the pets in the community. But this event, which will take place over here by the courthouse in the parking lot, on Saturday, April 15th, they're going to have the parade, many different pets and animals. And then I think the big hit this year is going to be the the, the dock diving dogs. I know that's been getting a lot of traction and, and much interest, and I believe you can actually enter your pet if uh, that's an activity or uh, something that your your dog actually partakes in. I think it's like a $10 entry fee or something, but all of the information is actually on the Wolfstock or the Friends of Gilmore Animal Shelter website. Awesome. We're looking forward to it. That's it for this episode of the Pick LJ podcast. Thank you, Ron, and thank you to our guests, Russ Ginger with Ginger Shack Farms and Karen Moss with Strings and Stitches Yarn Shop. You'll hear this episode and every episode of the Pick LJ podcast on Thursdays at 5.15 p.m. on WLJA 101.1 FM, as well as WPGY 93.7 and 98.1 FM, as well as 15.80 a.m. You'll hear this a day early by going to our website, WLJARadio.com, clicking on the podcast button and clicking the Pick LJ podcast tab. You can also hear this on streaming services such as Spotify, iHeart, and Podbean. And join with us next week. We're going to have Robert Ferguson with the Georgia Mountain Trails Partnership and Linda Lancaster with Friends of Harrison Park. We'll be talking about the Georgia Mountain Trails Fest and more activities throughout Earth Day. We'll be back again next week. This has been Pick LJ Podcast. To find out more about everything Gilmer County, visit gilmerchamber.com or visit the Gilmer Chamber Welcome Centers at 696 First Avenue, East LJ, or 10 Broad Street in LJ.